As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right, and shall we roll? Yep. All right. Three, two, one. Hello, friends, and welcome in. This is the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. It's week 14 waivers. I'm Chris Welsh. That is Jake Seeley. And we are here to literally get you through the rubble that was week 13. Week 13's injuries were crazy. And uh, what a perfect time to do it, you know, like right into the final regular season uh, games of the week of the year as uh, week 14 is here. Week 15, your playoffs are going to be going. So no perfect time then to lose like your starting wide receiver, your quarterback, your running back then right before the playoffs. So that's why we've got the waivers for you. And Jake, probably a little bit more. I don't know. This actually might have been an easier week to construct the waivers because of all the injuries. It might have been a little bit more. um pulling and shoving to get some names that might have been relevant if there weren't any big injuries. I yeah, I would say that the fact that there's two relevant injuries, maybe a third, but it's not a week where you're you're hoping for a rescue situation to get you into the playoffs. There might be one or two, maybe, but I mean it's not anybody you're going to feel super great about, but that's why we've been talking about a lot of these people that we're not going to talk about, like check the column for the entire year. Yeah, and that you know, getting ahead of the game. So hopefully you were able to get ahead of the game. The little slight funny thing is, is the big crazy bipocalypse in week 13 actually might have also been the slightest advantage to waivers this coming week because people may have dropped some of these players. So the six teams were on a bye. People were desperate, needing to have must win situations. So you might have had a couple guys that Keaton Mitchell's ownership still pretty low. Just pointing out, yeah. I mean, it's uh, for your marker, it's under 60%. So there's a decent likelihood that that bye week actually helped just a tiny bit. If you want to be able to kind of follow along with what we're doing here and expand it, make sure that you go and check out the waiver wire column over on the athletic right now deals still happening. So if you don't have a subscription, go and sign up. Most of you at this point, I imagine do, but you can get the full column and the uh, awesome ranks article is going to be posted um, right at the right at the stroke of midnight into Wednesday. You guys will be able to uh, start prepping for week. Got a ranks list that's expanding to two weeks because I was originally doing the top intros, TV show show intros, and 
it was because we're going back and watching Daredevil and watch it with Nicole because she never watched it. I was mm. like, man, I forgot. This is like this is one of the ones like I could just sit through every single time. And then I was like, Westworld stole their theme from Daredevil for their intro. But anyway, point being, started doing it, and I'm like, man, I've got like 26 intros. I'm gonna have to so I'm separating between live action, like live people intros, and then animated show intros because now I'm Ooh, have to that's this. that's pretty good. Yeah, that Daredevil show I never finished, and I'm not a I'm not a not finished show type of person, but I just kind of. I don't know. I just and I liked Daredevil and I just kind of like checked out at the end. But doing the themes, that's a good one. That's a really good. Where did because uh, I, I didn't see. Have you already done the television show side or is that this week? And then cartoons. Is it's next? all it's all shows. Oh, so you mean television versus art? I haven't. Yeah, done it. I, I just made the list for both. of them. I have 31 shows. So is it is it about the iconicness of it or like whatever like, you want the definition to be? Okay, because I was thinking Lost. Like, there's nothing really crazy to Lost, but Lost's open theme was like, like I, I don't know, it was very iconic, like, like how it how did that, that type of thing. <laughs> you heard the sound. That's how that was the Lost sound. Like, I thought, I think that probably belongs highly up there, but it doesn't have the thematic feel of you know maybe some of those others sorry that that's actually a very fun thing to look forward to i can't imagine what's going to be near the top of the cartoon one jake i have no idea yeah i can't just can't imagine what that's going to look like (laughs) or anything like that um let's talk about week 14 though okay when you talk about week 14 you've got to talk about the injuries in week 13 a lot of you know um the core of what happened tank dell obviously led the way it was confirmed he is out for the season. A couple other injuries that loomed. Two things that we did get pieces of information for on Tuesday here that I think were very important, uh, at least one very, very important to the waiver aspect. First off, the Monday night game, Trevor Lawrence avoided season-ending an- ankle injury, even though it was hard to believe because they – did we ever get an answer with the cart thing? Why did they make him yeah. after he like he it looked like he broke his ankle and then they made him walk? It was like the exodus. They made him walk the entire stadium through the tunnels. No cart. What was that about? Why? I don't know. What do you think? What do I have, like, have any insight into this? Someone should like, he was still him walking up. on the way to the hospital. It was crazy. You might still be walking. It's crazy. Somehow he also didn't re-injure it in the 2.4 miles he had to walk through the stadium to get back to get checked out. He avoided a serious, serious ankle injury. I don't know if that helped him avoid for the coming week. And it's bad timing because Trevor Lawrence is a top 10 starting quarterback. Obviously we saw Calvin Ridley completely disappear once um, Christian Kirk got knocked out and I haven't seen any new report. That's another injury. Jags are a mess and their fantasy prospects might even be messier in these must-win situations, you are you holding out any hopes for Trevor Lawrence to come back for the end of the season? Oh, any Trevor, La- Trevor Lawrence. Um, if Christian Kirk were to come back this week, Travis Etienne. If if oh, CJ Beathard is there, I don't, I don't see how Kirk's coming back this week. Um, so I mean, with Beathard, I would expect actually a little bit more Etienne. You might actually even get Dearness Johnson as a hail mary 14 teamer type of situation just because you don't want Beathard. but there's going to be check downy as we've seen so there's some hope zay jones i would still take i mean he's in the waivers so i would take a chance on him but i think Beathard it's obviously jones. yeah it's it's going to be a downgrade there's no question about it it's just whether or not we get trevor lawrence for our fantasy playoffs or if it's just he's even out until the jaguars hit their playoffs 
and it sucks. It, uh, it, it was definitely a brutal blow to all of this must-win stuff that's going to happen here. So again, we don't have the exact information. I would imagine after that ankle injury, you don't play Trevor Lawrence this coming week. Um, so if you're in a must-win situation, you're going to need to pay attention to quarterback streamers if you didn't have any big backups. So that was everything coming out of Monday Night Football. The news we I was got. Also busy looking up how his four mile walk. If he would have left the stadium to get to the St. Vincent <laughs> Hospital, really? <laughs> I'm just, I was, I'm, this is what rabbit hole I was going down. I mean, couldn't they like, get put a, a wheelchair? There are just there are things that don't make sense sometimes. That one was just like, well, what are we doing here? Like it was like ten minutes later, they cut back. He's still just like limping in the tunnel. It was, it was crazy. And they I mean, they're never going to hear the end of it either for uh, forcing him to you know to have to do that. But luckily, he was okay and. Uh, it didn't, you know, he didn't fall over just some nonsense. Uh, the other injury piece of news that we got, this was confirmed. This was speculated on when the injury happened. Adam Schefter reported that Ramondre Stevenson is expected to miss several weeks and that several weeks could even lead to the the season. It looks like, yeah, I think it's a high ankle sprain and those can, I mean, I think Pickett just had a surgery on that. So that, yeah, I agree. He's done. And that, takes us to the very tippy top of waivers when you're looking for running backs, Ezekiel Elliott. So we're going to be talking about running backs, wide receivers, and some streaming options, and we can just go right into it because Elliott is now thrust in as the number one, except it might be the worst offense in the NFL. So what do you do when you, obviously you pick him up because this is a top guy, but like, you know, how hard can you go in on Ezekiel Elliott with that just, horrifically bad Patriots offense and they're going on Thursday, which makes it, I guess it doesn't make it any worse. You have the clarity of it, but they just stink. Talk to us about Elliot and why he is at the tippy top uh, or any other reasons why he's at the tippy top of running back waivers this week. Yeah, there's no more reason than AJ Dillon. And that's who he is. AJ Dillon doesn't look that great, but he's getting all the work. Joshua Kelly didn't look that great. Got all the work. I mean, you could get, 20 carries for 44 yards. It could happen, but, you know, it's just going to be a volume game. Maybe they involve Ty Montgomery. Maybe they uh, involve Jamichael Hasty, who's on this team. Maybe, like, hasty has been bouncing around. But I think that you're just looking at the volume is going to be there. He's already used in the passing game throughout the season. He was already used sometimes around the goal line. And you mentioned the Steelers aren't great. The Chiefs, eh, but at least he's going to get receptions. He's got Broncos, who everybody can run against. The Bills' defense Hasn't been that good this year, uh, what we thought it could be. And so it's not the worst schedule. But as you mentioned, this team might score six points every single week. So he's an RB2. He's probably the lowest of low-end RB2s that you could get. He's right there with, like, the A.J. Dillons of the world. All the volume, but a little bit upside. I would go Dillon over him, but, I mean, he's in that conversation. Yeah, I was I was gonna actually say, um, oh hey, if uh, Brian Robinson misses time and is Antonio Gibson, but I think they're on a bye this week. They're the last yep. team that's on a bye, so they, it doesn't matter. If you had to pick Elliott or one of the Texans running backs, where would you go? Mm, Elliott, at least. Yeah. I know. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. But it's going to be out every single week. Yeah, we it looks like it might be going back to Damian Pierce, but what if it changes right back next week? Yeah, we don't know what the hell's going on there. Um, I wanted to see. Uh, I can't. I, I don't know. We'll have to see where the ranks are. What What is your like the early preview of what that rank range is going to be for Elliot? Do you think? Uh, I don't know. Twenty three. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> now that's perfect. <laughs> that's an exact number. That's a, that's right a guess after the top of my head. There you go. Yeah, I mean, that's like the RB2, the back end of RB2. Um, we're switching up kind of the scope of how we're doing this. We've got even like topic things. Let's talk about DJ Dallas. DJ Dallas coming in at number two, at least as our RB conversation here, because we were seeing we were seeing some of DJ Dallas in Seattle. So talk, talk us through what your interest in, in DJ Dallas is. Hopefully none. This is... This is absolutely 100%. I even said in the thing, there's nothing more than a potential one-week play because Charbonnet looked bad with that injury. It, the injury itself looked bad. And then Kenneth Walker still hasn't been able to return. Crazy. So if they're both out, this is a, back to the Zeke kind of A.J. Dillon conversation. And D.J. Dallas, it's a terrible matchup against the 49ers. But at least he's a receiving running back and could get some check down opportunities when they fall behind quickly, possibly. And maybe they air it out a little bit more. But, yeah, this is potentially more nothing more than a one-week play. This is just if you're desperate and, you know, your options on the waivers are the Bears running backs, not knowing how that's going to shake out. Ty Chandler, not knowing how that's going to shake out for another week or backups. And you want somebody who's going to get 15 touches. There you go. Okay, I mean, this, this could be even worse than Zeke, but he's there for that reason alone. I, this, I even wrote up the – rankings column and I, I gave three scenarios of if kenneth walker's 100 percent and charbonnet's not if charbonnet's 100 percent and kenneth walker's not well what if they're both not like it's just like that's it's a it's gonna be we need a flow chart for the seahawks at least <laughs> i mean and, and it all ends with them playing the 49ers which doesn't make really any of it that great because i was gonna say who would you rather dj or elliot and it's it, by elliot by a mile by a mile yeah well i mean did dallas it with charbonnet in they were using Dallas like in every third down. And of course I had taken a reception prop with Charbonnet and it was every third down DJ Dallas was coming in. So, I mean, they'll use him at volume, but they are probably going to sling the ball a whole lot more. And the 49ers, they just eat running backs alive. So even though it's a one week situation, it's pretty much the worst situation he can get. So it's a pure desperation play moving over to the bears. You mentioned it. I actually think, Picking up, if he's out there, Roshan Johnson, who was only like 20-something percent owned, I think, in Yahoo Leagues, picking him up is a little bit more of a priority than anything right now. And the reason I'm saying this is all three of them are theoretically back, and we don't know what's going to happen, and this is what makes it so messy. I would love if I have the ability to pick up Roshan, thinking the Bears say, let's do this because he looked really good. But we've also seen Foreman look good. We've seen Herbert look good early on. It could go a million different ways. And at the end of the day, the easiest answer, Jake, is probably being ugly. But Roshan is the one I kind of want to pick up and stash just to see how it shakes out this week because we don't really know. 
Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with any of them. Uh, Khalil Herbert, you know, every single time he's carried the ball 10 times, he's had 50-plus rushing yards, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 a couple times. So were they easing him in because he wasn't 100% right before the bye? Deontay Foreman got banged up. I'm with you. There is a world. Yeah, Roshan Johnson, let's see what you have. Maybe you're our future running back next year. Uh, but, again, this is a team that whose leaders, and I'm including coaches, might not be the ones making that call next year. So I, that's that's why I'm like, I don't know. Like Herbert, Foreman, Roshan, Stash, any of all of them, whatever, but you're not probably going to want to start any of them this week because we legitimately have nobody's going to know. The beat writers aren't going to know. The only people that know are the head coaches. I mean, early in the year, it was easier to stomach because Deontay Foreman wasn't a part of it. And then he came in and he looked good. He looked really good yeah, on, on part of it. Yeah, on every side of the ball. So it's like, how do you how do you just keep him completely out of the game? But they have literally all of these guys have all been given the opportunity to be the feature guy this year. And how Khalil Herbert is probably the least of um, holding on to that situation and running with it, if you will. But yeah, we don't know. We we don't know who it is. So if you cannot, and that that is safe to say, you would rather start. Would you rather start DJ Dallas or any of those Bears running backs? If you had to like pick one, like Khalil Herbert, would you go Khalil Herbert or DJ? If if both Charbonnet and Walker out, DJ Dallas. Yeah. At least I, again, I know who's the lead. Okay, so yeah, then any of the others, you're gonna pick the same thing. Uh, let's talk about some flyers. What running back flyers are sitting out there for you this week that you're picking up off of waivers? ton of backups, but I mean, I threw, I threw out Ty Chandler's name. That one was, he was looking better on a per touch basis than Madison. And then right before the bye, I was like all Madison. And so maybe part of that was that ugly game. I don't know, uh, but I would take a chance on him. You mentioned that the commanders are on a bye. So if you want to stash Gibson or even Chris Rodriguez for the fact that maybe Brian Robinson's not healthy when they come back off their bye. But then of course the weird non-concussion, of Derrick Henry, and so Tajay Spears, and then you can talk about Chase Brown starting to get worked in, even though Joe Mixon had a big game against the Jaguars. You know, that's a team that could actually look forward with Chase Brown because they're probably done with Joe Mixon. So why not see what you have in Chase Brown to see what you want to do next year at running back? And, of course, the Elijah Mitchells of the world because we said it last week and the week before, but I I don't want to put this – like, if it happens – I hope this never happens that I keep mentioning it, but – People are going to go bananas if Christian McCaffrey gets hurt. Like, just stop instead, it. Put it this way: if you're not starting DJ Dallas, you're stashing Elijah Mitchell. If you're not starting Tyler Algier, stash Mitchell, stash Dowdle, stash Ethan Latavius Murray. The ones that one injury, all of a sudden you're talking about a running back with 15 plus touches. I guess Algier's in that conversation, but I mean, for all intents and purposes, outside of a freak injury, we really don't see Bijan Robinson getting hurt. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to guess at injuries, but you get my point here. Yeah, you're like Christian McCaffrey. He's gonna get hurt. Bijan, he's not. Put that even. I mean, the difference between the two. I mean, Christian McCaffrey. He has a history at least. But like Austin Eckler, he's already he's not even 100. percent I don't like Joshua Kelly. Joshua Kelly stunk every time he's gotten the opportunity. But you know, maybe the better conversation to be had would be instead of stashing Chris Rodriguez, you stash those guys. But you get the point. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm with you on a lot of that. Um, the, the one thing I wanted to point out, man, I was ready to unload for uh, Tajay Spears this week when that concussion was going on. Obviously, that is somebody that can um, Derrick Henry is well, somebody that could overcome it. No, I know. But like when we thought it was a concussion, <laughs> the odds have told us for the majority of this year 
that player will not play, even though, you know, it's a possibility. But if the concussion was there and he was in proto, I would Tajay Spears was going to be number one by a landslide because this is one of those like Keaton Mitchell type of just going to be not quite the same, but that type of talent when he's thrust into it. And then they're just like, and Mike Variable's like, nope, he didn't have a concussion. Like, what? What are we talking yeah. about here? What are we talking like, about? NFL should I don't believe you. That. I don't <laughs> believe. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't believe. It sounds about as believable as the Bengals not knowing about Joe Burrow's uh, wrist thing. I, I don't believe you, sir. All right, let's go over to wide receivers. I am very happy with this one that you put up here at the very tippy top. We're talking about waivers because this was the first place I went, and I could not get Mr. Scott Bogman to agree with this one uh, in the top range here, though I do have a disagreement at the bottom of your wide receiver waivers that that guy should be higher. But Noah Brown, you picked up on. And Noah Brown, we saw thrive when, um, I believe it was when Nico Collins was out. We now know Tank Dell is out for the season. The Texans are going to slang the ball. You can make an argument, oh, yeah, Robert Woods is healthy. Mm, okay. But Nico is going to be a big force. But Noah Brown has been a playmaker, and you put him at the tippy top of uh, the wide receiver waivers. So I love it. So talk us through. Well, what do I need to talk through outside of the fact that we saw earlier this year what Noah Brown could do? It just that, of course, we're not sitting here saying he's going to have 100 yards in every single game the rest of the way. But C.J. Stroud is legitimate. He's replacing Tank Dell back when Noah Brown had those games. We had the conversation on this show, and I said if he's going to hurt anybody, he's going to hurt Tank Dell because he spends more time downfield than Nico Collins does. Nico Collins still gets open quicker than the others, and it depends on whether or not C.J. Stroud is under pressure if he takes those shots downfield, which Nico Collins gets his own share. Don't get me wrong. But he steps in for Tank Dell. It's very simple. Noah Brown, Tank Dell, one for one. Um, is he going to be as successful as Tank Dell? Maybe not. But even 80%, top 36 wide receiver. It's very – it's. There's this, 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 simple. don't overthink this one for everybody out there. What about Robert Woods? Don't overthink it. Stop. No, I agree. If uh, he's healthy or he's like in the lineup, who would you rather Noah Brown or Marquise Brown? Noah Brown. Me Marquise too. Brown's like, stop. Like, no, Marquise Brown hasn't done anything. Do we just become best friends? Yep. I completely, I'm so over Marquise Brown. He's done nothing this year. He stinks. Marquise I, Brown isn't even Marquise Brown, which Marquise Brown has always been overrated anyway because he's been Gabe Davis. Probably not even the receiver put, on the Cardinals you want. No. It's, the thing is, it's like he's Gabe Davis in the fact that you have to put him in your lineup every damn week because if you try to play the matchups, you're going to get him wrong because it's not matchup dependent with him. It's just he hits when he hits and he doesn't when he doesn't. And he's going to get you four for 90 in a touchdown some weeks, and then he's going to get you Jack Diddley, the other rest. So it's just, no. And he's not even doing that. He's not even getting you the good weeks right now. Yeah, and I mean, what are you going to do without Jack Diddley? Jack Diddley does nothing for anybody. I want to ask you another one. Noah Brown or oh, Noah Brown or Cooper Cup? Cooper Cup. Okay. <clears throat> Even this week. You didn't get mad at me, though, so I think you, you knew where I was going. You didn't get mad at well, me. Well, it's the Ravens. That's the problem. This is as terrifying as a matchup as you probably find right now. And so I'd say against the Ravens, Nakua or him are going to be able to do something because the only thing you can do against the Ravens is similar to the beginning of the season when the Eagles were in the same scenario, which they're not anymore because everybody just throws all over the Eagles now. But it was slot, quick opens over the middle of the field, tight ends. That's what you did, and that's what you can still do against the Ravens. You can't do it great. And in that situation, you would say Nakua, but Nakua is not 100%. So I was still going. 
Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Both Nakua and Cooper Cup. Um, if Nakua was 100%, I would think longer about the Cup versus Brown situation. But I would just take the chance on Cup, maybe getting a touchdown like he did late last week and that kind of opportunity. But it's close. It's at least conversation to have. Okay, two two more real quick with Noah Brown. Noah Brown or either of the Steelers' wide receivers? Noah Brown. Okay. Well, okay. And Noah Brown or Adam Thielen? Noah Brown. All right. There we go. Thielen had All his right. last chance last week. We I said it on the rank uh, not with you, but with Meany on all in football. Like that was that was Thielen's last chance. You got the you got the Buccaneers and he couldn't do anything against the Buccaneers. You are done. Uh this the thing is too is Bryce Young's not gonna be asked to throw that much anymore. We see that clearly. This is gonna be run, 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 and then play it safe. And Mingo's now turned into his number one the past two weeks. And and that that was my my one caveat with you. So we're gonna we'll flip down to the bottom of this list as far as uh the, the fifth topic on wide receivers is you have Mingo. And in my mind, Mingo is my number one. And I, I get what you're saying with the um with the throwing, but You've had at least six targets in four straight games for Mingo. He just put up 10 targets, which was a career high. Uh, the catches hadn't quite been there, but I guess my point is, is the force of the offense is going his way and they are always going to be playing from behind. So I think Mingo belongs at like the tippy top and is right at that wide receiver three territory on a bad team that just has to try to keep in the games. But you've got him they below uh, quite a few other players. I can't. Yeah, because the offense get like if this offense is in the conversation with the Patriots to be the worst in the league. How about 18, 10, 10, 13, 13, 13 like they don't score. I don't care. Six for 60, whoop the freaking do. Six for 60 makes you a wide receiver three and probably more on the low end. And actually, in half point PBR, you are on the low end. You might not even be a wide receiver three on a full slate of teams, which essentially this week with only two teams on a bye, you kind of are. So that's all it comes down to. They're going to continue to run against the Saints defense, which, you know, isn't as good as it used to be. I mean, I mean even they don't have Lattimore back. I have Mingo at five, and I thought I was going to be one of the higher people on it just because it's Bryce Young and this Panthers offense that just is trash. Yeah, I'm trying to look here, too. To see well, what because we the say? names in front of them too is so both Packers are there. Like, can we just we might as well just call this show the Romeo Dobbs show because he's been there since the preseason and he's never left because he's never <laughs> surpassed sixty percent. I don't think but he's ever not been on your like top. He's been there the entire year, at least. yeah, the yeah, entire year. And now Christian Watson's hurt again with that hamstring. So Dobbs and Reed are in play. I'm not. There's no way on earth I'm going Mingo over both of those with no Watson. If Watson was healthy, then sure, I'd push Dobbs and Reed both down because Watson all of a sudden started playing well, and Jordan Love rebounded from the beginning of the season. So 
that. But now Elijah Moore with no Amari Cooper and Joe Flacco, who throws five yards at a time? Elijah Moore all day long. Even if Amari Cooper's out there, Elijah Moore over Jonathan Mingo. So I get your point, but... It's just scenarios. I just don't think Mingo's in those territories. Yeah, and I'm looking here. I mean, to your point, since week 10, Mingo is, so week 10 through 13, Mingo is 53rd and half PPR in total points, and his per game doesn't look super great. He scored 9.9 points in week 13, and if you were to put that over, like, where the majority of these guys are right now, it's probably in the mid, it is, like, right at the end of that wide receiver three territory. He doesn't have a touchdown yeah. on the season, so it's definitely a fair point, because Noah Brown is a big explosive player. Well, go back player. to week 12 when we had everybody. That 9.9 makes you wide receiver 34 with Kavanta Turpin. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe the upside isn't quite there. I guess it's, my argument is, like, the big number one volume, but that's a weird thing that you're kind of you've been given this week noah brown wide receiver three possible wide receiver two upside mingo wide receiver three eli moore wide receiver three to two depending where amari cooper is and joe flacco throwing the ball it is a it is a half decent week if you're in some desperation for wide receiver and as jake laid out it's noah brown it's the green bay wide receivers eli moore demario douglas at four and mingo at uh five any other wide receiver based waiver things you want to throw at us well douglas versus parker if douglas actually returns with that concussion then it's douglas if he's out Devonte parker i don't even eh, you could convince me in that case that mingo over parker is parker or no i'm sorry uh demario douglas or noah brown no oh, noah brown demario douglas or ooh, george pickens there's yeah. nice football Toss up tomorrow, Toss Douglas. Up. If he's playing, he's just well, tomorrow, Douglas. You're just going to guarantee, I guess, George Pickens. If you just need to be like, I need to score all the points in the world, it doesn't matter if I get all zeros. Like, that. like Douglas is good for six for 45, you know that, but yeah, 55. Don't, don't hate him that much. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> no touchdowns or anything like that. Do you think what is the I think the over under is 30, 30 and a 30 half. And a half. Has it slid under? Can yet? you take, could you I'm, take I'm, the I'm, over I'm, in that game? I, I'm waiting to see if it slides under 30. This is an Iowa game. I mean, that would that would be. Has there been a NFL total lower than thirty in the last couple of years? That was just thinking the same thing, and it's going to see. It's uh, it's actually down to thirty in multiple spots. We might get this under. It's going to. There's yeah. It's it, getting there, under thirty. It's getting under. It's a hundred percent getting under thirty. Would you bet DraftKings, Points Bet, Caesars, Bet three sixty five, and MGM all have it at thirty. FanDuel's the only one hanging on at thirty and a half. And this was, they were all 30 and a half and 31 yesterday when I did Mayo's show. So I know that's, it's already dropped the point across the board. And people are, like you said, people are still going to bet the under. It's going to go, it's going to slide under. Uh, it's, it, and I think, I think when you look like on th- uh, Wednesday or Thursday morning, you're going to see predominant money still on the under because, and, and that also why it's fantasy relevant is the projected scoring. There's just no projected score. You're literally just looking for volume. You're like, please, Elliot, catch six passes. Please, Deontay Johnson, catch seven passes. And it's all going to be for bad yards and bad production. There's no way. It's gross. <laughs> Let's talk about some streamers then. We got through where you want to go with waivers here. Uh, this actually might be a little bit more relevant uh, than usual because you know Trevor Lawrence is out. People not, might need to be turning to it. You did something interesting in the waiver um, column 
I don't know if you, I, I feel like you just did this because I don't recall seeing this before, but you know, you can correct me, is you did the rest of the way. So you're, you're kind of opening this up to the possibility that this guy is yeah, A, yeah. a streamer, here are his matchups, blah, 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 for multiple weeks, but B, maybe he's not a streamer and you could pick him up because here are his matchups over the next couple of weeks. So number one was Matthew Stafford, if you're looking for a streaming option, especially specifically talking to the Trevor Lawrence um, uh, people. Oh, I thought, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. I thought that you were just listening. I had a bad, it was a bad transition. That was a bad transition. Yeah. So yeah, uh, let's talk there. about Matthew Stafford here, who's got Baltimore, <laughs> Washington, New Orleans, and the Giants over the next four weeks. It's all about after this week. I don't want to start him at all. I don't know if he'll even be top. He, he won't be. He won't be top 15 this week. But you just mentioned what's after that. Everybody throws on the commanders. Saints defense isn't anything what it was for the first half of the season, which, by the way, I threw out that stat on Sunday, and just a proof of why... Right, like as a sidebar for everybody of why do not chase the rest of the season. Don't chase playoffs. Don't chase defenses. We'll look at what they got in weeks 11 through 15. Don't do it because it happens all the time. The saints through the first six games, their teams combined teams, the Vegas total for the game zero for six, their games did not hit the over in all six games. And then since then, it's 4 6 they've hit the over. And by wide margins on some of those because the defense has fallen apart. The Saints are interesting because there was a few years ago, I think it was 2018, but like the first half of the season, it was exploit the Giants, avoid the Saints. And then it flipped and it was exploit the Saints and avoid the Giants or it's vice versa. It was whatever year Julio Jones was supposed to face the Saints or did face the Saints in weeks 14 and 16. Mm. And it was supposed to be like, oh my God, don't do that. And then it was like everybody just trashed the Giants that year, and it flipped. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, my God, that's actually a bad matchup for Julio Jones. And the Giants were like just, you know, go, or whatever. You get my point. So I just wanted to sidebar that on it real quick because the Saints are doing it again this year. But Commanders, Saints, Giants, love facing those. If you could find a, another option for this week, please do against the Ravens. Um, but the I'm Vikings are interesting. It's just we don't know. Are they going yeah, to stick to with say, Dobbs? Is that, is that the option? Yeah, there, there's this question about, like, are they going to move The next two the are situations we don't even know what to do with because it could be Dobbs for the rest of the year or they could evaluate for Jaron Hall, but they're still in the playoff mix. But the Vikings have a good schedule because it's Raiders, Bengals, Lions, Packers. That's actually one of the best that you could find on waiver-wise. Uh, and then after that, it's the same thing with the Saints. Saints got the Panthers, Giants, Rams, and Bucks. But is it Derek Carr? Is it Jameis? Is it Jameis for two games and Carr is back? So it's, it's, I think Stafford's the best, but you just want to find somebody else for this week. Yeah. Well, because I was going to say, like, are Dobbs or Carr the option? And it's just, I don't think Carr will be healthy enough that he could be the this week option. Raiders are a good matchup, but like, <laughs> trust Dobbs after that. I'll throw one at you. I don't know if his ownership was too high, but if you're looking at a this week one, I think the only other guy is Gardner Minshew. Unless his ownership just doesn't matter here. He's got the Bengals and um, defensively, that's a solid matchup. Michael Pittman has been going off. I would say you're, you're this week option compared to all of those. If it was a completely healthy, healthy Derek Carr, like, okay, maybe him versus Carolina would be the best. And if it was that early week version of Dobbs, okay, him, but I can't trust either one of those. You can't start Stafford. I think Minshew's no, no, a this week option. Minshew, absolutely, this week option. Uh, the rest of the schedule, though, is Steelers, Falcons, Raiders. It's, it's actually pretty good. Okay. I go Minshew second behind Stafford if you could find somebody for this week. Okay. It's yeah. So Minshew, like your playoff life is being on somebody who could score 20 or two. 
It's mm, a good point. It's a good point. Uh, tight end streamers, Darren Waller coming up on the list here. Isaiah Likely and Kate Otten is Waller, Waller coming off of uh, his injury, correct? Yeah, should be. I mean, there's no guarantee, but it, all this. What is his ownership percentage? 58, 59. Yeah, that, he just I mean, that's made the doable. Cut. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, that means he's sitting out there. So if he's not sitting out there, though, uh, Isaiah Likely didn't really do much, but is still out there. And Kate Otten, jump out to you. Yeah, that's nothing more to go on there for that. Yeah, that's nothing really pretty tight end. I mean, at this point also, I got to point out, you guys have been given so many olive branches to tight ends this year of like, <laughs> all right, here's your core. And then, oh, here's this guy. That I mean, like the way you could have got this guy to come, you had all the opportunities to get the Laportas and get the Kincaids early and get Firemuth when he was hurt and down. You pick him up. I mean, you got to have a good tight end at this point, right? How how would you not have a good tight end unless you're in like a deep mm, you're, league? I just you're don't slacking know. on on waivers. You're slacking. That's exactly right. You're a slackity slacker. All right, that's gonna do it. That is the waivers. If you guys want to go and check how it out, that? a slackity slacker. Those are the people that are starting Kate Ottens. You should be starting something better, easy. You can check out uh, Jake's waiver wire uh, column over at the Athletic. You can do that right now. Get you guys prepped and kind of gives you an inside perspective of some plays that you might want to pay attention to uh, for this coming week. Later in the week, Brandon and I, we're going to be recording and doing the ranks episode where we'll take a look at Jake's ranks. We'll see where Brandon is versus some of those, and then we'll get you some of the best matchups and get you set for what I know is everybody will say a must win week. It's a must win week because it is the final regular. Exactly. So, you know, and for guys like us, when you play in so many leagues, it's actually a great time because it's like, I never have to look at this team and start this team again. That's bad. And then you can be hyper-focused on, you know, you pare down a little bit. I mean, in the perfect world, all of your teams are amazing and you go to the playoffs, but you get to pare down a couple teams. You don't have to look at their roster anymore and you get to get hyper-focused. A lot of you out there, you got one team and hopefully we can do our best to help you win. You can follow him on Twitter at AllInKid. Make sure you're locked in for the best theme songs. And you said it is TV shows first and then animation? Mm, yeah, probably. Okay. And are you spanning it over mean. this week and next week? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Anticipation. You you're gonna get some you're you're gonna get some people. You're gonna get some people in it. I am very excited to read that. Oh, we'll yeah. mention it people on the episode. get mad about everything all the time, anyways. Yeah, I might go through the comments and find my favorite comment as well on uh, the theme. So there you go. Make sure you're locked into that. Go to the Athletic sign up today. Make sure you're in it. All in kid on Twitter. You can find me at Is It The Welsh. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. And good luck. We'll talk to you later in the week right here on the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast.